Great news for parents with children under five. Well, the news means that we now have an opportunity to look at providing additional protection for this group between the age of six months and five years, where previously we had none. Today, the TGA has approved Moderna for the under fives. So what do parents need to know? Feed, Play, Love with Siobhan Hunt. Finally, the last cohort of our community, our youngest, vulnerable community, can get the COVID-19 vaccine. The Therapeutic Goods Administration, or TGA, has provisionally approved the Moderna COVID-19 vaccine for kids aged six months to five years. Dr. Daryl Cheng is a consultant paediatrician and the medical lead of the Melbourne Vaccine Education Centre. Hi, Daryl. How are you? Good, thank you. Thank you for having me today. It's a pleasure. So what does it mean when the TGA has given provisional approval? Well, this is the process that we apply to all vaccinations. In fact, all medications that come into our country, the TGA is the body that looks primarily at the safety of a new medication. And now Moderna has applied for the same approval and has been granted provisional approval for the six-month to six-year-old age group for COVID-19 vaccines. This doesn't, however, mean that we can get the vaccine tomorrow because even though the medication has been deemed or approved to be safe for use, we still have to wait for ATAGI, which is the body that provides recommendations to the government around who should access this vaccine, maybe in a priority queue or or any special risk group that should apply and should be able to access the vaccine before others. And this is still to come. Is it possible to predict how long it might be before ATAGI gives that advice? It's really tricky because I think all of us would like to know sooner rather than later, especially if you're a parent with a child in this age group. What we do know that ATAGI constantly reviews the advice and we have been relying, at least in the COVID-19 vaccine space, on real-world data alongside clinical trials. The main reason we do that is the clinical trials are small and so they don't have a huge number of children in this case for which to base our assessments on. And so recently in the United States, the Moderna vaccine was approved in this same age group and has started to be rolled out to different children in that country. We are therefore able to use the real-world data looking at children who've had vaccinations around the effectiveness of protection against COVID-19 infection, but also the side effect profile before we make recommendations here for Australian children. So actually, in this case, waiting for a short period of time is actually more beneficial because it gives us the wisdom to be able to provide the correct balance between benefit and side effects that we may experience from this vaccine. As a paediatrician, what would you say is a good enough benefit or a big enough benefit to justify giving this vaccination to the under sixes? That's a really good question. And it differs from patient to patient, but as a general population group, the under six-year-olds are at less risk of having severe infection or severe outcomes from COVID-19 infection compared to the older group in the population. So grandparents, for example, or those over the age of 65. So already we can say that the benefit for this group from any vaccine, no matter how effective the vaccine is, is 
slightly less when you compare a child to even an older adolescent or an older adult as well. Having said that, because we don't know much about COVID-19 infection and its long-term disadvantages for this group, it's still important to protect children from infection and from severe outcomes where possible. One of the things that we've found out in the pediatric age group, that's any child from five up to the age of 18 that we've already been vaccinating thus far, is that some children can develop long COVID and some children can also develop a severe complication called PIMS-TS or in other places known as MIS-C, which is an inflammatory condition that often makes them present and be admitted to hospital for quite a lot of medical care. And we've seen that the vaccine has been able to prevent children from getting this complication in the 12 and up age group. And so if we apply that same logic to this younger age group, that's one of the benefits that uh, we are looking to provide from having this vaccine now available for the under sixes. And do we know what side effects parents might be able to expect? Thankfully, when we've looked at the clinical trials, the younger you are, the better the side effect profile. And the reason for that so far in our clinical trials and now real-world data is that the serious effects that we've been seeing, uh, you may have heard in the media about blood clotting or myocarditis, which is an inflammation of the heart, the serious adverse events that we were seeing in the older age groups, the group people above the age of 18 in their early 20s or 30s, were not present the younger you were. In the 5 to 11 age group, there were almost no serious side effects that were seen in Australia after that vaccine was administered. Now, obviously, the sore arm or a mild fever uh, the day after the vaccine was something that was widely reported, but the serious long-term implications were not there. With the six-month to five- or six-year-old age group, in the clinical trials, we saw some fever and we saw some expected side effects, but thankfully no serious long-term adverse events were detected in either of the trials that have been done so far. And so we can be fairly confident that in this age group, we would not expect to see severe outcomes. But as we were mentioning before, we continue to rely on our real-world data from colleagues overseas and experiences in other countries to help us be vigilant to pick up things that may not have been detected in the initial clinical trials. How big is the dose for children in this age group? It depends on the brand that you, uh, or the platform that you're using, I should say. And in this case, Moderna has already been provisionally approved for usage. The dose that they've submitted is actually a fraction of the dose size for the adult population. And the reason behind this is because we work on a weight-based dosing in children. And so the Moderna um, vaccine has been adjusted and modified to suit the approximate weight of patients in those various age groups. We saw a reduction from the 12 to 17 group down to the 5 to 11 group, and we now see the same for the Moderna under fives. So to give you an example, the 6 to 11 year old dose is half that for those that are 12 to 17. And we will also see that further half, in other words, a quarter 
of the adult dose for the kids aged six months to six years. And so this latest cohort, it is for the under fives. I think we might have said under six before. Yeah, it's a little confusing. And I understand that parents may be trying to wade through the different bits of information. What we've seen so far is that there are two vaccine candidates that have been put forward. Both of them have been approved by the FDA in the United States. But in Australia, we've only had one of the vaccine candidates uh, that has submitted data for approval, and that is Moderna. The Moderna vaccine that has been provisionally approved for use is from six months to six years, whilst the Pfizer vaccine, which has been approved in the FDA but has yet to receive approval in Australia, is for six months to five years. And so you would, depending on which platform parents may choose to have their kids uh, vaccinated with, that age may adjust uh, in, a, in a very slight way. And do we know how many times they'll have to get this dose if it's the Moderna? For the Moderna vaccine, it's similar to the adult vaccination schedule. You'll need two doses to make up what we call a primary course. And there is no indication at this point in time or no data to show that any future doses will be necessary. Very similar to the 5 to 11 age group where we measure the benefits of having a primary course as the most important And at this stage, we are not recommending any booster doses for this age group. Given that we are still waiting to hear back from ATAGI or the government's waiting to hear from ATAGI, if a parent was listening to this now, when might they be able to expect their child can get vaccinated? So there's two steps in the process. The first step is ATAGI has to give their recommendations. And their recommendations, uh, I don't sit on the ATAGI, but their recommendations may take a, a number of different forms. They may recommend that at this point in time, the data shows that the most benefit would be given to people who or kids who have a special risk. In other words, they may have cancer or underlying medical condition that places them at more or higher risk of severe COVID. They may be prioritizing the rollout. So we have to wait for the target recommendations to come out. That may take a number of weeks to appear um, and hopefully in a relatively short time. What we then need to wait for also is the next challenge, which is the supply. There are limited supplies around the world at the moment for this dosage of the Moderna vaccine for this age group. And many countries are looking to procure that for their children And so once the supply arrives on shore, we will then be able to have a better estimate of the date where we may be able to access this, hopefully in the latter part of this year. Wow, okay, I totally jumped the gun there. So it's good news, it's good news, but we're still a way off being able to vaccinate this age group. Daryl, thank you so much for your time today. No worries. Thank you so much for having me. That's Dr. Daryl Cheng. He's a consultant paediatrician and medical lead of the Melbourne Vaccine Education Centre. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Feed, Play, Love. If you did, please rate, review or favourite. That way you'll get all the new episodes, plus we can reach and help even more parents. And if you have a topic you'd like me to cover, email me at feedplaylove at listener.com. Bye for now.